I'm really proud of it. And it was the first thing that I basically did within my first month of having the business, pitching it, having the slide deck ready, like putting my price out there. And, you know, and thank you so much for consulting with me on that, right? Of like, yeah, what is the value that the participants are going to get, right? And just being able to have that confidence to do the pitch and then to get the contract. You're listening to the Transcend Podcast. I'm your host, Asha Wilkerson, an attorney by training and an educator at heart. This podcast is all about empowering you to build a business and leave a legacy. Here's the thing. The wealth gap in America is consistently increasing. And while full-time entrepreneurship is not for everyone, even a side hustle can change your financial landscape if you're intentional about using your business to build wealth. I've run my own law firm for over 10 years. And in that time, I've helped countless California businesses go from idea to six figures. On this podcast, we talk about what it truly takes to build a sustainable business and find financial freedom. Let's dive in. Welcome back to another episode of Transcend the Podcast. I am so excited that you are still here listening with me every time that an episode goes out and you all tell me that you're listening. My little heart just pitter-patter, pitter-patters, and I'm so grateful for your presence and so happy that I can support you on your entrepreneurial journey. In today's episode of the podcast, I have a new friend of mine named Annalyn Cruz. We came to know each other through actually Transcend the Membership, and I have watched Annalyn just blossom as a new business owner. She came to me to form her LLC and join the Transcend community and has really taken off. So we discussed some of the things that we have learned as people of color that may be holding us back in entrepreneurship. Some of those pieces of advice from our parents and our family members that were given to us to protect us, but that we have to shake now because we're no longer in a situation where that advice applies. We also talk about some of her wins, her mindset shifts, and the power of being in community. So this is a really good episode, and I am super excited for you to listen. All right. Enjoy. All right, Annalyn, thank you for joining me on Transcend the Podcast. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you doing, Asha? I am doing pretty well, you know, living the life, working remotely, fighting with the internet, trying to pretend like I'm still in the U.S. (laughs) (laughs) All good things. So those of you listening who have these online remote businesses where you have to show up on Zoom, let me know what country you're in, because apparently that's the one I need to be in if it's working for you. (laughs) Global nomad lifestyle, you know? Totally, totally trying to get it. That's the dream. That's the dream I'm trying to live. So, <laughs> Annalyn, thank you so much for being on the podcast. You are a part of the Transcend community, and that's how we met. But I am so fascinated by your entrepreneurship journey and your leap, and I want the world to know. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about what work you do and how you got started? Yeah. Well, thanks again for inviting me to be on the podcast. Super exciting to be a part of it. And of course, to be a part of Transcend as well. So the type of work that I do, I'm a leadership and career coach. I'm a group facilitator and a professional speaker. And so I have my own business, my own LLC that I opened up. Mm -hmm. Let's see, July 27th, I want to say of 2021. So you know, awesome. still, I'm still a newbie at this game. And at the same time, I feel like, oh, man, it's been a journey so far and it's been good. And 
yeah, thank you for all the support and help you've given me over the past few months, you know, and it's like, of course, it, yeah, yeah. So what I focus in on is really helping to empower women and BIPOC leaders with their mm-hmm. careers and the lives that they truly crave. And that really centers me and my work. And it feels mm-hmm. so good to be able to just kind of have that be my North Star when I'm thinking about mm-hmm. like the types of programs I want to create, the clients I want to attract yeah. to my coaching practice. And you know, and to just be focused in my work. It's just been really, really awesome. And to know that I'm like creating that myself, right? Along with, mm-hmm. of course, mm-hmm. support from what I call my hype crew of just, you yes, know, yes. and you're a part of that too, of just, yes, yes. you know, people in my community, other women entrepreneurs, especially just other folks who have been there before. And mm-hmm. that's been a big part of why I think I've been successful so far is Mm -hmm. that community, you know, and being able to just learn as I go. And yeah, it's been a good ride so far, but there's still so much to learn. No, I haven't even been in this game for like six months, you know? (laughs) Well, that's life, right? There's always so much to learn. I think one of the biggest myths that, or maybe, I don't know if it was a myth that was told to me or just something I thought as a kid is that, you know, when I got to be an adult, everything would just make sense and it'd be easy. And, you know, no kid wants to be a kid any longer than they have to be. And then you get to adulthood and you're like, I'm still learning this stuff. So that learning is definitely a lifelong journey. So were you Mm -hmm. coaching before you started your own business or is the coaching part new for your business? I was coaching before at my last Mm -hmm. company. So I used to work for Electronic Arts or EA for short, Mm -hmm. the gaming company based out of you know, the Bay Area and Redwood Redwood City. Mm -hmm. And I was very fortunate, right? Like to have been able to have coached some of the leaders at the company. And then I also had started my coaching certification years back, actually the coaching Mm -hmm. courses I was doing at UC Berkeley. So Mm -hmm. my career trajectory was I started out in higher education. You know, so I was thinking about this this morning that, you know, a common thread, I think, throughout my career is like, how do I coach whether it's students in higher ed or on college campuses, Mm -hmm. staff, or in faculty who work there. And then, you know, further along in my career at EA, it was like, how do I coach these people leaders, these people managers, Mm -hmm. or just, Mm -hmm. you know, employees for the company who are just trying to get to a space where they could grow in their leadership style, right? And grow in that journey of theirs. So I have been doing it for the past few years, but this is really the time that I, when I opened up my business, I'm like, okay, I'm going to have my own private clients start Mm -hmm. really charging for it because it was a part of my role before, right? So no one had to necessarily pay out of pocket for it. So yeah, that's the part that's new is generating my own, you know, pipeline. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So how did you know that it was time for you to leave corporate and to strike out on your own? Yeah. So I had an inkling probably or a curiosity that peaked probably Mm -hmm. around three years ago. So I was about, you know, about two, two and a half years in into my old role 
And I just started thinking like, what would it be like to actually break out on my own and have my own business if I was doing this similar work, you know, because I loved being in learning development. I loved, you know, being able to create content Mm -hmm. and facilitate experiences for folks. And, but I was just like, you know, what if, what if I was able to do this with my own spin on it? Right. And to Uh be able to Mm -hmm. just do what I want to do with no restrictions or, you know, not having to be a certain brand or way. And, you know, it wasn't until the pandemic, honestly, that Mm -hmm. this dream of mine kept like knocking me over the head over and over of just like, you know, what I call like my inner wisdom or like the whispers became really Mm -hmm. loud after a while. And I just felt like something was missing, you know, Mm -hmm. like, even though the work I was doing, it wasn't bad. And I loved my team and I loved my boss. And, you know, EA is a fun company to work for. I was just like something I don't feel as fulfilled as I should be feeling, you know. So yeah, when I was going through my certification process for coaching, I observing like every coaching session I had with my coach and every mm-hmm. therapy session I had. And a lot yeah. of the conversations I was having with my friends was about like, well, what would it be like for me to leave? And I was just so scared to do it. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. anyway, long story short, I think this past May, I was driving back up from LA after seeing my family and had, you know, six hours in the car to really sit down and think about it. Good thinking time. (laughs) Good thinking time. And I was like, I need to do this. I need to take this leap of faith. I need to make this jump. I've been wanting this for years now. And, Mm -hmm. you know, even though I had still so many fears about going off on my own, like, I just knew I had to do it. And the other, you know, pivotal point, I would say is that when I came back to work, my manager had sent out, you know, team goals for the next year, and I was working on Mm -hmm. stuff that I really wanted to do. And I requested to do this work. And yet it wasn't exciting me as much as I wanted it to. And that to me was a huge sign to be like, Mm -hmm. okay, you have what you asked for and it's still not enough. You need to make Mm -hmm. some moves. So that was, yeah, that's what happened. Got it. I like that story because I think it gives some context to the time. You know, sometimes we feel like we've got to make a move and strike out on our own, or people feel like they have to make a move and strike it on their own right away. And you don't have to do anything right away. You can take time and figure out the Mm -hmm. right opportunity, but there is a difference between waiting for the perfect time and then realizing that the time is now. So people can wait and wait and wait and let that fear hold them back. But you didn't do that. You waited until you felt like, okay, I got to do this. And even in the midst of some fear and uncertainty, step forward anyway. So kudos to you for taking that leap of faith for sure. So I'm curious now looking at the folks who you coach, so women Mm -hmm. of color, BIPOC women, are there recurring themes or issues that you tend to see within the people that you coach that you are helping them work through? Yeah, you know, I would say there are a few different themes that come up. And, you know, I coach both BIPOC and white women as well, right? And I would say Mm -hmm. that from a two things. So from a gender lens, there is the challenge of finding one's voice and feeling Mm -hmm. confident 
in sharing their perspectives or showing up in a different way when they're perhaps the only woman in the room or they're Mm -hmm. the only person of color in the room and being able to just figure out what's my own leadership style, particularly if someone is BIPOC, right? And we have a lot of like cultural nuances that and experiences that we bring where just yesterday, for example, a woman leader, black woman leader that I was working with said to me, I don't feel like I could be my authentic self, right? Like I've been told Mm -hmm. not to. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think, you know, for instances like that, or, you know, I had another woman who's Asian Pacific Islander who said, the reason why I want you as my coach, not only because I know you know how to coach me, but you have lived experience that right. when I had a coach who wasn't from my background, I had to explain to her mm-hmm. what it meant like to walk in my shoes and what I yes. was born into, you know? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I think that the commonalities there around being other, you know, and being in these, mm-hmm. you know, dominant spaces where folksy often have to find out like, yeah, who am I as a leader? What is it that I want for my career? And how do I advocate for myself when this system wasn't necessarily built for me to succeed in the same way? Right. Right. Yeah. And absolutely. So, the, mm-hmm. Yeah. They didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. Yeah. Go so, for it. Okay. <laughs> I was just thinking what came to mind is that I say all the time on this podcast and just in life in general, bring your full authentic self to the table, right? And mm-hmm. whether you are doing that as an entrepreneur or as an employee, like if you held back Annalyn in, in who you were, your essence, you know, and you are Filipino, right? And so you have Filipino mm-hmm. heritage and, and bring that culture yep. with you. The clients that you were looking to coach would miss out on that if you didn't bring your right. full culture and heritage and these things that we have been taught are our differences and maybe may make us the other, you know, right. That's what makes you so great at what you do because you can do this from your own lived experience. And it sounds like you're also encouraging the clients that you coach to also bring that full lived experience with them as well. For sure. For sure. And, you know, and it does start with us, you know, one, obviously having a safe space to do that, but two, being courageous enough when we do have opportunities to do that, to be like, yeah, here is my story. I have battled internalized racism, for example, Mm -hmm. right? Like that Mm -hmm. is why I have not like earlier in my career where I, it was hard for me to find my voice because I grew up in a family that said like, don't rock the boat don't argue Mm -hmm. with your boss. Like my dad would tell me that. Right. And so while I have an awareness of that and know that I don't have to adhere to those rules or generalizations, Mm -hmm. like there's been a part of me that has internalized some of that. So how do I even like push back on that to know like, well, are these messages still serving me? Right. At this point in my career. No, they're not. Yeah. So I'm just, you know, I feel very privileged to be a coach, to be someone who could help another person in their journey in finding their voice, in finding the Mm -hmm. leadership style that works 
for them in advocating mm-hmm. for themselves and, and what they want, not just within their careers. Cause I'm also a holistic coach where I'm like, whatever happens at work, there's other stuff in your life that's affecting, right? right? Like how you show up. So to me, it's like, how do we look at this holistic way in which you are living? And what's a dream that you're trying to go after right now? And I'm going to help you get there, right? I'm going to be your champion through all of that. I love it. Come coach me. (laughs) (laughs) Sign me up. Yes. Yes. No, I absolutely love it. I mean, those same things. So you're focusing primarily on folks who are still in that corporate world. But a lot of those themes still come up in entrepreneurship, right? Where we're finding our voices, battling those things that we heard, like don't rock the boat. Or, you know, on my side of the family, I heard you got to be twice as good as the next Mm. person. I was saying yesterday, I don't remember if I was recording the podcast or not, but just like the thing about hair, I think I was recording a podcast yesterday talking about hair, you know, when I was in law school and I had my hair straight or as straight as it could be Uh (laughs) for my interview. And then I got the job and I was tired of doing my hair. So I got braids and I remember my mom being really concerned that I wasn't going to be able to keep this job because of the way that my hair looked. And now, Mm. you know, in 2021, that probably sounds a little bit crazy, but that wasn't her experience. You know, she had known people who had lost their jobs or not been hired. Now in California, we have the Crown Act to protect discrimination from hair. But the point is that those pieces of advice, like don't rock the boat or keep your hair straight, conform, essentially, no longer serve us as entrepreneurs. So how do you support people in breaking out of those limiting fears that have probably come from a good place to keep us safe, but now Mm -hmm. no longer serve us as after people, entrepreneur or not, who were trying to go out and build our dreams. Yeah. Well, I think the first thing is even acknowledging that it's there, right? Mm -hmm. To know like, what were the messages that I was surrounded by, regardless if it was one of our parents, folks we grew up with, you know, what were Mm -hmm. those messages that we heard early on and thinking about the origin of it. And then it's like, well, why were they showing up? Why was this person telling me this? Right. And to your point, Mm -hmm. maybe it was to keep us safe. And, you know, we all have our own like gremlin saboteurs, our inner critics that Mm -hmm. come up. Right. And will tell us like, no, don't do that or stick to this way. And you know, I'm kind of thinking about this chart that I ended up designing for this keynote that I did recently, which was, okay, so how do you flip the script on that? Right? Like, are Mm -hmm. those messages still serving you? How are you feeling about it? Like, how is that affecting your well being, your mental health, your emotional health? And if you realize Mm -hmm. it's not serving you in a positive way, well, what's another way to look at it? then. Right. right? And it's like, what's a different perspective in how you could see what's happening to you right now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I would say to your answer, your question directly, it's, you know, being able to walk someone through that process and then allow them to see, okay, well, what else is here? Right? Like, how do you Mm want to approach your life now? Because you do have the power and you do have the agency to flip the script on it. Like you don't have to continue to maintain the status quo or to maintain the way life has been so far. Like we do have power. We do have agency in that. Mm -hmm. So I think it's allowing people 
the reflection time to think about where are these messages coming from and mm-hmm. are these fears still serving me? And then, okay, well, here's what I'm going to do about it then. Like, here's a path I'm going to take for myself that feels more empowering and full and, you know, creative instead of it holding someone back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like that is work that is always done as an entrepreneur, maybe yeah. just in life in general, but certainly as an entrepreneur. So I'm curious now, after making the transition from corporate to entrepreneurship, Mm -hmm. what are some of the mindset shifts that you have had to make to be successful? And then we'll talk about like some of your wins along the way that you've had since July. Yeah, yeah. So one of the biggest shifts that I made recently was really understanding that you can't do it all or you can, but you're going to be wasting a lot of your time spending, mm-hmm. <laughs> spending time and energy on things that other people have an expertise in. And yes. I want to say, you know, one of your podcast episodes, and we've talked about this within the Transcend community is hire a virtual assistant. So I went ahead and did that last week and it uh-huh. has already been heaven sent awesome. service as it is. And I met my VA today. So You know, Mm -hmm. uh, one thing I want to say about that is like coming from an immigrant family and being a person who I realize is like a good or excellent student, right? Mm -hmm. Like I prided myself on being really determined and doing all this stuff myself. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, it drained me. I had two weeks ago, I had such a bad week because I was trying to take it all on. Right. And I was like, okay, I need to shift my mindset in even though right now I'm a solo LLC, you know, Mm -hmm. CEO, I'm Mm -hmm. still a CEO. And people like my business coach was like, you are now the CEO. Do you think other CEOs do everything (laughs) within their companies? (laughs) They, They hire people who are excellent at those tasks or those projects so that it can free up your time. And, you know, I just kept hearing that message over and over again, whether it was from you or her or other folks who have been in the game for longer than I have. And I'm like, I need to invest in my business and in myself in order to keep the passion growing in order for me to not burn out because I was just feeling really unhappy about that. So that's one thing. And then the other thing I would say, which has been actually like a really beautiful experience since going into entrepreneurship, I've been reconnecting with people from my past Mm -hmm. who, you know, whether I used to work with them or they were like an old student of mine at a university I used to work at. And we're just like connecting on different levels of like, what are you up to now? And, Mm -hmm. you know, and so, and there people are curious, like, you know, what made you take the leap? And honestly, I think sometimes it gives people like the courage and also just like the curiosity to be like, maybe Mm -hmm. I could do that too. Like I've Mm -hmm. had this dream around opening my own business, or I've had this dream to quit my job and go into a different industry. So you know, that's been really cool too, in terms of like, let me reconnect with people from my past and past folks who have been within my circle, who I just lost touch with, especially during Mm -hmm. the pandemic. Right. Yeah. And, and it feels really good to just reconnect with other human beings, especially Mm -hmm. having been isolated during the pandemic. Like Mm -hmm. it makes me just like realize how much community and connection is so important to right. like my values and how I live my life. And that's been a really beautiful process. Yeah, I love that. I absolutely love that. 
Hey, excuse me, pardon the interruption. I know you were listening intently to the podcast, but I just want to tell you that I've got this great checklist for you to download if you are a new business owner, or even if you're thinking about starting a new business. It's called the New Business Checklist. It's got 12 things that you need to know as a new business owner to help grow your business and make it ready for the wealth infusion that you're going to have. So then you can leave a financial legacy for your kids and your kids' kids and your kids' kids' kids. So if you're ready for that checklist, head on over to transcendthemembership.com slash checklist and get it for free. So thinking about the first thing you talked about in terms of, you know, not taking everything on yourself, right? There is, Mm -hmm. I feel like, especially in communities of color, one, because of lack of resources, but two, we have mostly worked so hard to make our parents proud And also that was instilled because that was what we learned to do. You have to hustle. You got to work really hard because that old model of work hard and success will come was what we, Mm -hmm. most of us grew up with, right? Now we're working on working smarter, not harder, right? If you work hard, fine, but at least, you know, make sure that it gives you the return you want. And there's nothing wrong with hiring the experts to do the things that they are expert at. That's why they are the experts. And then the power of relationships and community building. I think that is so, so important. So can you talk a little bit about how the power of Transcend and the being in the community of Transcend has helped you in your business? Yeah, for sure. I mean, first of all, just the resources that you have within the program, you know, I that's the reason why I signed up for your program was to do the online, you know, how to even build an LLC or what is that process like? Because I tried doing it on my own mm-hmm. and I got Googled out. I was yeah, like, oh my God, I cannot deal with this. So, and right. I've heard other people say the same things to me of like, it's such a daunting process for many mm-hmm. of us. So that's one thing are the resources. The other thing is recognizing that I'm not going through this alone. So mm-hmm. that community aspect of when we get together on Thursdays at noon is mm-hmm. being able to hear what other people may be challenged by or are struggling with and to be like, yeah, me too. Plus yeah. one on that comment, you know? Yeah. So it's like, even though we may all have different businesses and folks that we're serving, mm-hmm. there are some commonalities that happen, especially when you are a BIPOC business owner, right? Absolutely. Like there are just things that we have in common. And so that's been really great. And like, you know, Ariana, who was on the podcast recently, like she helped yeah. me like look at my website and just like give her opinion on my front page, right? Like that was really generous of her to do. And, you know, it's like now my network has expanded even more. So mm-hmm. what I was saying before of like reconnecting with folks from my past, my network has now grown exponentially since July. You yeah. know, it's like people are hearing things that I've like, the keynote that I did, or now like I'm working with a different company on a leadership development series for women that Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have met these women if I was still at my same company. Right. So that's been really awesome too, is to just expand my community as well. And that's just Mm -hmm. always been important to me ever since I was like in college and, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's been again, such a blessing and such a gift to have that right now during this time when we've been so disconnected during the pandemic. Yeah, Yeah, that's awesome. So what is the win that you are most proud of in your business so far? 
Hmm. I have like a meta one and then I have like a specific one. Okay. So the meta one, like the 10,000 foot view, I would say is just the fact that I took the leap of faith mm-hmm. and like am doing this thing, you know, mm-hmm. like the fact that I pushed through the fears and pushed through what I thought was going to be disappointing to my parents mm-hmm. has not been, you know, yeah. like I was yeah. so worried at first of like, Oh my God, like no one in my family is an entrepreneur, you know, like, Mm -hmm. like I didn't learn that stuff. Neither of my parents were entrepreneurs. They had very steady jobs their entire careers. So breaking out of that, knowing that I was like, you know, the person who was going to take that leap of faith, also being a solo person, I'm not Mm -hmm. in a partnership right now. And that was like, a big deal for me too, to be like, I'm truly doing this on my own. Mm -hmm. And I have that much faith in myself that I'm going to do it and I'm going to be successful at it. So that to me is just a huge win. And then the other thing I would say is, you know, I have built this leadership development program called, you know, I got to get the title right because it's so long. (laughs) So lead with empowering presence and confidence. And Uh it's really a program that I have built for women leaders who are trying to even like amplify their voices and to Mm -hmm. feel fully confident in the spaces and where they're at and to Mm -hmm. recognize like what happens when I feel choked up or when I have anxiety around some of these things that we go through in our day-to-day jobs and how do I up-level my skills so that I can go after the types of roles and the types of career that I want to build for myself. Mm -hmm. And I have designed and developed that from scratch. I'm now, you know, able to facilitate this for other women leaders. And it's just been a really positive experience. Yeah. And I'm really proud of it. And it was the first thing that I basically did within my first month of having the business, pitching it, having the (laughs) slide deck ready, like putting my price out there and, you know, and thank you so much for consulting with me on that. Right. Of like, yeah, what is the value that the participants are going to get, right? And Mm -hmm, just mm -hmm. being able to have that confidence to do the pitch and then to get the contract. So that was huge for me. And to have a big win like that out the gate just Mm -hmm. gave me more confidence that I could keep doing this. Like I did this in my first month, you know? So like even bigger and better things are possible and it's going to happen. So I would say that that's a really big win. Yeah, that's awesome. And congratulations and kudos to you for all of that. Those are some amazing wins. I want to just go back to the pricing thing quick, because I want to use it as an example that of like how to move through the fear when we get uncomfortable, because, you know, when you're first starting out, or sometimes even when you've been out there for a while, but you can be sort of isolated in your business, and you may not know what the going rates are for different projects or activities or items that you're creating, and it may, or services yeah. that you're rendering, and you, there may not be something you can just go and look up. But the other part of totally. that is often, I find that women and also people of color, we tend to undervalue and underprice our yes. services. Right. Because there is, I don't know, I think of like, I have never really been to a fancy Mexican food restaurant outside of Mexico because the idea is that Mexican food is supposed to be cheap and affordable, like street mm-hmm. tacos. Right. Yep. But that's not it. And so 
anyone who wants to break out of that mold, let's say, has to really have some confidence and some belief behind them. Same thing that happens with the pricing. Oh my gosh, I'm going to form this business for somebody. Is someone actually going to pay me what it's worth? Or because it's me, should I be charging somewhat less? So we actually did a little bit of work around the pricing. Can you give us just a little bit of background without too many details, you know, whatever you feel comfortable with about that and then talk about how we move through it. Yeah. Well, to even take it further back, I remember talking to one of my best friends about the experience and I was like, I don't know, I think I'm going to charge like $3,000 for this. She's like, girl, are you crazy? (laughs) You know, she was like, that is not enough, you know? And I was like, really? And so I started thinking about like, yeah, what would it take to develop this? What is the time, the energy? And going back to when I talked to you, I think what was really valuable about that conversation was you saying, hang on though. Like, yes, there's the time that it'll take to develop this, all that good stuff. And what's the value and what's the impact you're going to make on Mm -hmm. each person that will be in experiencing this, right? Right. And then we broke it down into, okay, so if this is like, X is the final number. Mm -hmm. Think about like, well, what's the true investment that the company would be making per individual? Mm -hmm. And I think that also opened my eyes because I started thinking about like, yeah, if someone was to attend a professional conference, for example, sometimes that costs a thousand dollars, two thousand, three, five, right, and beyond, depending Mm -hmm. if they're traveling somewhere, right? And I'm like, and this is a way in which they're going to build community at their company. They're going to get one-on-one coaching with me, right? So I started Mm -hmm. to really reflect on what you told me around the value. And Mm -hmm. so that's what got me to the price that I did. And you know, what's funny, like five minutes before the meeting, I was like, Uh okay, this is my number. And then like right before I'm like, I'm going to increase it by 5k. Right. And I'm just going to see what they say. And they accepted it. They were like, okay, cool. You know, and we went through the whole process of contracting and whatnot, but I worked myself up so much around Mm -hmm. they're going to say no, or they're going to try to talk me down. And they didn't, you know, Mm -hmm. and like a similar thing happened recently with a coaching client that, you know, just yesterday, she was like, okay, that's the price. Cool. And in my mind, I was working myself up like, maybe this is too much. Maybe she's going to try and talk me down. Like, And I think it's often that fear of, is someone going to come back to me and say like, no, that's not worth it. Mm -hmm. Not even that Mm -hmm. I can't afford it. It's more like, no, what you're charging me is not going to be worth the price. And I think part of the work that I've had to do, and if I could offer that to any of the listeners is, Mm -hmm. you know, just stand in your own like inner wisdom and knowing that like there is plenty of value of what this person is going to get out of any you know right. service product whatever we end up offering to people and to just know and if it doesn't work out with this person or this mm-hmm. company someone else will say yes and to right. again stand firmly in that but it's a process and it's not easy right now i don't right it's part of the work of of just going through that and the nerves and the anxiety Mm -hmm. yeah and oftentimes go ahead i was just gonna say if i could add one other thing because this has been a big aha for me Mm -hmm. is talking to other entrepreneurs who are doing the same work 
and like uncovering the veil, right? Like uh-huh. just opening up the curtains of like, how much do you charge for X, Y, Z? Because right. we're often taught to not talk about that stuff. Very you know? often. And mm-hmm. yes. And it's like, no, the more that we know, the more we could support each other and recognize that like, yeah, you are undercharging or like someone yeah. will tell me the same thing. Like, no, you need to increase that. Or mm-hmm. well, like, here's a market rate. And it's like, I think we're often taught to keep numbers so hush hush that it hurts us as business owners when we do that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, everything that you just said, just again, I think speaks to the power of being in the right community with the right people. So, you Mm -hmm. know, so you have those people around you who can encourage you to charge more. And I think also getting out of our own way when it comes to pricing and offering the services, if you can, take a bird's eye view and really think about the value that you're providing someone. Like we had talked about, it takes you sort of out of the equation. So if you were thinking, oh, I can't charge this much. Oh, I don't have enough education. Oh, I need another degree. Forget that, right? Thinking what is Mm -hmm. the value that is being conveyed to this person who is taking this course or doing my coaching or who is buying my product. And then you can price the value. And in that specific situation that you talked about, you know, had something to do with employee retention. I'm like, it costs companies about a hundred thousand dollars when they lose employees. So whatever the price is, for the workshop that's going to help with employee yes. retention that's short of $100,000 is a great price. You know? <laughs> yes. Thank you for bringing that up. I forgot to mention that. Yes, I want to double down on what you just said because that was huge to add a slide with legit stats that are mm-hmm. out there of saying, here's the cost of when someone leaves the company. Here's the cost of what it takes to onboard someone if right. you have to hire a new employee, right? Like, here are the thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars, if not millions, that mm-hmm. companies spend every year when they lose good people, right? Yeah, and absolutely. I think that was actually a huge selling point in terms of the company's investment per person mm-hmm. when they think about, again, like the larger cost. If any of those women were to leave the company, right. it costs more than what I charge for the entire program. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, again, right. It's kind of, there's the mindset piece that needs to be done to be able to charge what you say, what we are worth. But then there's also the real logistical piece of it, of Mm -hmm. there is actually some value that you can compute and fall back on to help support you through this, you know, limiting belief of, I don't know if anyone's going to pay that, or I don't know if my service is worth it. When you do the numbers and you calculate the value, please, you got that. So good. Right, right. Really <laughs> glad that, that, yeah. that you were actually, that you were comfortable enough and felt safe enough to actually bring that to the community. And then we could actually talk about it yeah. because the, the community also rallied around you as well to support totally. you through that. Yeah. Yeah. So. And it was really cool to be able to come back and tell y'all, you know, a couple yes. weeks later, like, yeah, they signed the contract. It's a yes. And I was like, yeah. 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 So, absolutely. Yeah. So I've got two more questions for you. What is one surprising thing about entrepreneurship? Maybe something you didn't expect. And then we'll follow that up with what is something in a positive way that you didn't expect or what has been a benefit that has made it 
you know, all worth it to date. Cause there are always ups and downs. Mm. It's, I feel like it's like having a business is like having a kid, you know, it's unpredictable, mm-hmm. but you love the thing anyway. So <laughs> there are things you are prepared for and then things that are pleasantly surprising. So what are a couple of those yeah. things for you? Yeah. You know, so I would say some of the biggest challenges has been the learning curve, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what I don't know. And you could do all the Googling you want and all the research you want online, but you mm-hmm. truly don't know until you step into it as with many things in life. Right. Right. So I think that's been the biggest challenge of like, Oh my God, I have all these ideas for my business. And mm-hmm. Oh my God, this coach is doing some amazing work. Like, look at what she's doing on Instagram. So mm-hmm. the challenge has been and I'm a big ideas person, right? Like I mm-hmm. have ideas going on in my head all day, all night. Yeah. So it's like learning to focus in on, okay, so I just built this leadership development program. Let me continue that thread and, mm-hmm. and get that out there first before I start thinking about my memoir, you know? Right, right, right. <laughs> as much as I want to do that, right? It's, as much as I want to do my memoir, it's like, Okay, what's already here? So I think right. the challenge has been like, man, what am I focusing in on today? Right? Mm-hmm. Like, and just yesterday in my other business coaching group I'm a part of, it's like, what are my big rocks for today, for this mm-hmm. week? Right? And mm-hmm. getting that real laser focus on goals for myself per week, per month, right. per quarter. So that has been, I would say, a challenge, but also a good muscle for me to do Mm -hmm. because it's on me, right? Like I have to figure out what those things are versus when I was with the company, it's like, no, these are the team goals. Here's your priorities. Go. Right. right? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, some of the positive things I will tell you, and hopefully this won't change. And I know I'm still new at this, but it's like, I have had time to breathe in between what I'm doing and to be really intentional about who it is that I'm serving, the type of work Mm -hmm. I'm taking on, you know, again, like being able to meditate before I do a group facilitation. I never used to do that before. Like I would just go, it was like, go, 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 go. And now I have built in intentional times for me to reflect to journal, to think about, wow, like all these connections of what I've been experiencing. And, mm-hmm. you know, whether you want to label it as God, the universe, like spirit, whatever, it's like, there's a plan for me. And I know that I'm living my purpose now. And yeah. that feels freaking good to just yeah. know that I'm in alignment with that. And I felt like I was somewhat uh, out of alignment in my last role or what I had been doing mm-hmm. even years back right? Mm -hmm. The intention wasn't there. And so that's what I think is the beautiful thing that happens with entrepreneurship is where you get to focus in on your dream and your purpose and what you want out of this life. And we only have one life in this body, at least. And it's like, I'm going to make the most out of it, right? And I'm going to forge the path that I want for myself. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so far, it hasn't steered me wrong in the past few months. Like, I just feel I honestly like more alive than I have felt in many years. And I think it's because I'm finding new ways of like being and doing and like mm-hmm. showing up in the world mm-hmm. differently. And 
people have commented like, wow, you have such like great energy or, you know, just like yeah. things that I wasn't hearing before. And I'm like, mm-hmm. wow, is this what it means? Like when you right. are in alignment and when you're doing what you're meant to be doing in this world. Mm-hmm. So I think the answer yeah. is yes. <laughs> I think the answer is yes, too. That's absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Well, I just have to reiterate again, I am so happy that we connected and so proud to support you on your journey, but also just to witness Thank your you. journey. You've been such a light and an inspiration. And every time I see you log in on Thursdays or when we meet up down in Rosenblum and Jacqueline <laughs> Square for our little That's right. business meetups, like, I am <laughs> delighted by your presence and your company and your Thank shine. You. So. Thank you so much. If people want to reach out to you, maybe get interested in coaching, how can they do that? How can they find you? Yeah, two ways. So you could find me on my website. So annalyncruz.com, A-N-N-A-L-Y-N-C-R-U-Z.com or groundedinwisdom.co. Either way, we'll take you to the same site. And then folks can find me on LinkedIn as well. So they could feel free to add me on there. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Annalyn. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Asha. I thank you so much. <laughs> of course. Thanks so much. Yeah. Bye. Hey there. Thanks for listening. I really hope that you enjoyed the episode this week. I am so, so grateful for to have you here. And I hope that you are ready and feeling empowered to build your own business You are needed. You are important. And I want to support you. So if you have just started a new business and you're not sure what to do next, I've got a great checklist for you to download called the new business checklist. Head on over to transcendthemembership.com slash checklist and put your name and your email into the box and you'll get the checklist instantly. Also, I want to ask you one more favor. If you want to interact with me on a daily basis, head on over to Instagram and follow my account at Asha Wilkerson ESQ on IG. I post on there daily. Can't wait to answer your questions and begin the conversation. Talk to you soon. I am so thankful that you are here listening to Transcend the Podcast, and I just want to make sure you know the best way to stay in contact with me, and that's through joining my email newsletter. So please head on over to thewilkersonlawoffice.com slash newsletter and join the list. I will tell you everything over there from what my offerings are to bits and pieces of information about how to grow and scale your business to self-coaching all the way to giving you updates on what the new podcast episode is. So don't hesitate. Go do it now. Thewilkersonlawoffice.com slash newsletter. Thanks.